Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, sweet one. Are you ready for me to whisper another story to get you to sleep? This one is Mark Twain's The Californian's Tale. Wasted lives and longings to be 
Jackson was a man about 45 years old, and he was standing at the gate of one of those cozy, little rose-clad cottages of the sort already referred to. However, this one hadn't a deserted look. It had the look of being lived in, and petted, and cared for, and looked after. And so had its front yard, which was a garden of flowers, abundant, gay, and flourishing. the why. 
Recently he was back with the picture case in his hand and he held it open before me and said, There now, tell her to her face that you could stay to see her. I would stay and take the risk. That night we smoked the tranquil pipe and talked and delayed about various things, but mainly about her. And certainly I had no such pleasant and restful time for many a day. The Thursday followed and slipped comfortably away. Near twilight, a big miner from three miles away, one of them grizzled, stranded pioneers, and gave us warm salutation, clothed in grave and sober speech, and then he said, I only just dropped over to ask about the little madam, and when she is coming home, any news from her? Oh yes, letter, would you like to hear it, Tom? Well, I think I would, if you don't mind, Henry. Henry got the letter out of his wallet and said he would skip some of the private phrases if we were willing, and then he went on and read the bulk of it. A loving, sedate, and altogether charming and gracious piece of handiwork with a postscript full of affectionate regards and messages to Tom and Joe and Charlie and other close friends and neighbors. As the reader finished, he glanced at Tom and cried out, Oh, you're at it again. Take your hands away and let me see your eyes. You always do that when I read a letter from her. I will write and tell her. Oh, no, you mustn't, Henry. I'm getting old, you know. And at any little disappointment would make me want to cry. I think she'd be here herself, and now you've only got a letter. Well, now, what put that in your head? I thought everybody knew that she wasn't coming until Saturday. Saturday? If I come to think of it, I did know it. I wonder what's the matter with me lately. Certainly I knew it. Ain't we all getting ready for her? Well, I must be going now. But I'll be on hand when she comes, old man. Late Friday night, another great veteran tramped over from his cabin a mile or so away and said the boys wanted to have a little gaiety and a good time Saturday night. If Henry thought she wouldn't be too tired after her journey to be kept up. Tired? She tired? Oh, here the man, Joe, you'd know she'd sit up six weeks to please any one of you. When Joe heard that there was a letter, he asked to have it read, and the loving messages in Abraham broke the old man up. But he said he was too old and a wreck for that. What happened to him? And she only just mentioned his name. Lord, we miss her so, he said. Saturday afternoon, I found I was taking out my watch pretty often. Henry noticed it, too, and said with a startled look, You don't think she ought to be here soon, do you? I felt caught and a little embarrassed, but I laughed, and said it was a habit of mine when I was in a state of expectancy. But he didn't seem quite satisfied, and from that time on he began to show uneasiness. Four times he walked me up the road to a point where he could see a long distance, and there he would stand, shading his eyes with his hand and looking, Several times he said, I'm getting worried. I'm getting right down worried. I know she's not due till about nine o'clock, and yet something seems to be trying to warn me that something's happened. You don't think anything has happened, do you? I began to get pretty thoroughly ashamed of him for his childness, and at last, when he repeated that imploring question still another time, I lost my patience for the moment and spoke pretty brutally to him. It seemed to shrivel him up and cow him, and he looked so wounded and so humbled after that, that I detested myself for having done the cruel and unnecessary thing. 
and so I was glad when Charlie and another veteran arrived toward the edge of the evening and nestled up. Charlie fetched out one hearty speech after another and did his best to drive away his friend's bondings and bodings and apprehensions. Anything happened to her, Henry, that's pure nonsense. There isn't anything going to happen to her. Just make your mind easy as to that. What did the letter say? She said she was well, didn't it? And she said she'd be here by nine o'clock, didn't it? Did you ever know her to fail on any of her words? Why, you know you never did. Well then, don't you fret. She'll be here, and that's absolutely certain. And as sure as you were born. Come now, let's get to decorating. Not much time left. Pretty soon Tom and Joe arrived, and then all hands set about adoring the house of flowers. Toward nine, the three miners said that as they broke their instruments, they might as well have tuned up, for the boys and girls would soon be arriving now, and hungry for a good, old-fashioned breakdown. A fiddle, a banjo, and a clarinet, these were the instruments. The trio took their places side by side and began to play some rattling dance music and beat time with their big boots. It was getting very close to nine, and Henry was standing at the door with his eyes directed up the road, his body swaying to the torture of his mental distress. He had been made to drink his wife's health and safety several times, and now Tom shouted, All hands stand by, one more drink, and she's here. Joe brought the glasses on a waiter and served the party. I reached for one of the two remaining glasses, but Joe growled under his breath, Drop that, take the other, which I did. Henry was served last. He had hardly swallowed his drink when the clock began to strike. He listened till it finished, his face growing pale and paler. And then he said, Boys, I'm sick with fear. They helped him to the sofa, and he began to nestle and drowse, but presently spoke like one talking in his sleep, and said, Did I hear horses' feet? Have they come? One of the veterans answered close to his ear. It was Jimmy Parrish, come to say the party got delayed, but they're right up the road apiece and coming along. Her horse is lame, but she'll be here in half an hour. Oh, I'm so thankful nothing has happened. He was asleep almost before the words were out of his mouth. In a moment, those handy men had his clothes off and had tucked him into his bed in the chamber where I had washed my hands. They closed the door and came back, and then they seemed prepared to leave, but I said, Please don't go, gentlemen. She won't know me. I am a stranger. They glanced at each other, and then Joe said, She... Poor thing, she's been dead nineteen years. Dead, that or worse. She went to see her folks half a year after she was married, and on her way back on Saturday evening, the Indians captured her within five miles of this place, and she's never been heard of since. And he lost his mind in consequence. Never has been the same an hour since. But he only gets bad when that time of the year comes around. Then we began to drop in here three days before she's due to encourage him up and to ask if he's heard from her. And Saturday we all come and fix up the house with flowers and get everything ready for a dance. We've done it every year for 19 years. The first Saturday there were 20.
27 of us, without counting the girls. There's only three of us now, and the girls are gone. We drug him to sleep, or he'd go wild. Then he's all right for another year. Thinks she's with him till the last three or four days come around. And then he begins to look for her, and gets out his poor old letter, and we come and ask him to read it to us. Lord, she was such a darling. What a sad story. A man who so loved his wife that he could not be separated from her and lived as if she was with him each day of the year, except, of course, as it approached the anniversary of her passing. I wish you love, and I wish you a good 